just share this with another person. This is garbage. I'm gonna, we're just gonna. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Where's the Time Gone? Wow, that was even worse. Yeah. I really just. Paused. You don't seem enthusiastic. Oh, hey. <laughs> How you doing? Do we wanna do another one? Do yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right, start start you gotta be hyped about it. All right, it. okay. All right. Just gonna, you know be relaxed. Yeah, yeah up, yeah. You're PL. Don't you have that? Don't I'm you guys have that? I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. I'm alive, alert, awake. I'm alive, alert, awake. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have like a blooper reel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I had this on videotape. God. <laughs> I should record this. That's great. Anyway. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Where's the Time Gone? I'm here with Ryan, Tom, Dan, Riley. We're, this is gonna be our first episode of the spring 20 semester. Uh, we had a little bit of an extended hiatus, uh, just, you know, getting scheduling and all that. Because, you know, school is school, and uh, we're all wrapping up, trying to finish our undergraduate career. You too, right? Because you're doing a master's. Yep. Yeah, so you're going to be finished with your undergrad too. Uh, just a reminder, we just do this to have good conversations with good people and put them out there. So if you get anything out of this or any of the other conversations in any of our other episodes, feel free to share this with a friend. We would really love the support and just to build the community. Um, so, yeah, y'all know who I am. Julian, Remy Hernandez. Yeah, y'all have met me before. So let's get <laughs> to our other two hosts today so they can do their little intro so you get to know them. All right, cool. Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Ryan Tom. I'm a four out of four quantitative finance major. Uh, I'm doing an econ minor on top of that. Outside of all that school stuff, uh, I'm a brother of Sigma Phi Epsilon. Uh, I do peer leaders with Julian, some of the other great people that we have on the show here. Um, I used to be heavily involved with SGA. I was a senator for a couple of years, uh, speaker of the Senate, um, and actually last semester just finished my term as vice president of operations. Um, used to be pretty heavily involved with Society of Automotive Engineers as well. I was one of the founding members, um, and then I did two terms as treasurer. I had to give that up uh, so I could do my SGA thing. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, I was a pre-college RA at one point. Um, and really hitting the whole list. I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, People see me around campus. I'm, I like to be a presence and everything. So um, other than that, in my ben free is time. perfectly combed over hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah occasionally. Uh, free time, I like uh, skiing, big into cars and motorcycles as Evident by, you know, SAE. Um, like when did you get your motorcycle license again? I was last... Oh, jeez. So I, I got my bike in July, but I got my, my license like a year before that. Word. So, cool. Yeah, word. Other than that, I don't know. On, on campus, I'm usually in the gym, if anything, at this point. I don't live on campus anymore, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. about the extent outside of classes. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Cool. All right, you want to hit Dan now? Yeah. So uh, I'm Dan Raleigh. I am a oh, four out of five, I guess, <laughs> uh, civil engineer. Um, I did co-op, and then I dropped co-op, and now I'm getting my master's in construction engineering and management. So basically, I'm, I'm getting out of here in five years with my undergrad and graduate. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, in my time here, so I'm in my fourth year now. Uh, I've been an RA past couple of years um brother of sigma phi epsilon as well like ryan uh, i'm actually serving as president right now for the 2020 term um other than that i was very heavily involved in steven's thon i was the vice president of programming for that basically for those of you who don't know steven's thon it's a year-long <laughs> uh philanthropic organization trying to raise money for miracle network children's hospitals uh, i was mainly in charge of just kind of programming different events that uh, helped fundraise. And then uh, Gear and Triangle, uh, Honor Society. I've been serving as the vice president of leadership for that for the past two terms and basically just trying to help develop some of the younger leaders at this school and, uh, you know, share all of our different experiences with them, similar to what I guess this podcast does. Yeah. In my free time, uh, my hobbies... Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have any? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I like going to the gym. I like, uh, you know, keeping on top of my fitness. I'm also really into comic books. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Is your Marvel? Uh, Marvel comics and movies. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel. Uh, <laughs> I'm big on a Marvel movies. Great. DC cartoons are my go-to, though. Yeah. 
I love the DC cartoons. Those are they, they definitely went all the way back to Teen Titans on OG cartoons. <laughs> just Network. got that nostalgia factor. No. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's right. just good now. The just, new DC yeah. universe has some good ones on there too. Yeah, I'm watching Harley Quinn. That's been like my go-to favorite. Now. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, I've been really into that since I was a kid. Reading all the comic books. I'm also really into um, community service and and philanthropy, and it was really cool. Um, I was able actually for Thon to combine both of those passions. I, I, you know, brought my comic book collection to campus and was able to sell them, uh, trying to raise money for Miracle Network Children's Hospitals. And that was really cool. That was like a three day. I do it every year. That's like a three day event where everybody kind of comes up, talks to me about the different comic books. I sell them trying to raise money. Um, and it's been, it's been really cool combining two passions like that. What's been like the rarest comic that you've sold? Or have? Oh, uh, the rare ones I usually just like kind of like have on my wall. Frame them on the wall. Yeah. Um, I'm really into Black Panther. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of the first comic I read and how I got all into that. And I have his first appearance and his first uh, when he first joined the Avengers. Right. So that's my that's my prized collection. That's pretty awesome, man. What's your Ryan? Cool. What are you like go to things outside of school? go-to things outside of school um geez that's a good question i mean i feel like i'm always like so busy you know like i i feel like i try and get involved with stuff on campus like i definitely have hobbies outside like you know when the weather gets nice i'll take the bike out or like for the winter on the weekends i've been trying to make some you know day trips weekend trips out to go skiing and stuff but i think like for the most part i try and get involved with stuff like on campus and everything because right like you only get to do that for four years yeah. so <laughs> yeah that's definitely true that's uh getting involved on campus is definitely a thing that you can fall really deep into right exactly it's exactly positive and negative because you get the amount of experience and people you can meet is like right, crazy. right. yeah <laughs> it's wonderful awesome so like what are you looking to do after because you only got three months like i do yeah yeah i'm i'm on my way out of here <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking to do after um so i have a job lined up already um i'm going back to uh the place that i worked at for my last internship Mm -hmm. over the summer um so jeffrey's uh it's a bank Mm -hmm. in the city um most people haven't heard of it probably because they don't have any consumer branches they do more corporate type things yeah um but yeah i'll be working i guess technically in technology um and then i work with the the fixed income trading desk as a like pricing and analytics developer. Um, so any of the numbers that are popping up on the, uh, the trader screens are oh, kind of my, my doing there. Oh, word. Yeah. Crash the whole system. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. You know, you, no, no one ever comes over to, to tell you you're doing a good job, but if, if stuff goes <laughs> south, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> oh, I think that's, man. that's pretty typical. You know, everyone just yeah. expects technology to work. So there's a lot of, a lot of testing, a lot of yeah, checking man. out corner cases and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. How about you, Dan? What you looking to do when? Because you you have a little bit more time to think about. Yeah. That. Um. So, like I said, I'm getting my master's in construction engineering and management. Yeah. This past summer, I had um, an internship working in project management, kind of just on site most days, making sure coordinating the project, making sure everything gets done the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, using kind of like my civil engineering background, um, to seeing that bigger picture. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I want to continue. And I think it's a really cool opportunity, you know, using all these skills that I developed through my organizations and stuff like that, all those different leadership skills. Yeah. And combining that with my degree is, it's it's very me. So I'm excited. <laughs> Pretty dope, man. Yeah. Ryan, I got a question for you. Yeah. Hit me. You've, you've been here for a little bit. Yeah. You've, you've <laughs> done a lot of Stephen's things. Cu- couple of years. What's your favorite... What has been, we'll, we'll hit the favorite first and then your least favorite. My Part of just like the Stevens College experience. <sighs> favorite, favorite part, like favorite thing I've been involved with. Um, I like that because, all right. <laughs> myself. Right. What I've been thinking about a lot has been, you only ever really go, you only have one undergraduate experience. Right. 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 So there's these people that go to state schools and all of that, but are the people that'll go and like they'll party all the time and like enjoy it that way. There's mm-hmm. people that 
they go and they they work in the art so they're like making music all the time so they enjoy it that way right and it's like this is a pretty significant four years out of our lives right mm. yeah um, yeah and it's like how do we what is the thing for us that puts stevens on the same playing field as the rest of them that you know going to a small school doing a thing that not a lot of people do in such a rigorous curriculum and stuff like that what makes that something that makes it worth the four years for us um well i think i think a big piece of it is because everyone has kind of a lot on their plate and like is sort of in the same situation you know like i think across the board whether you're in engineering school or the business school or you know yeah. college of arts and letters or anything like it, it is a regular rigorous curriculum you know so i think everyone kind of understands where everyone's at and that there's a lot going on there um but because it's a small school and we still try and offer everything that basically any other school does i feel like it's very easy to get involved and like do something that you want to do like for the most part from what i've seen any friends that I have that want to get involved with the e-board of a club or, you know, start being heavily instrumental in something happening on campus, it's very easy to do so because you're not fighting other people for that. You know, there's there's so many areas that you can do different things still, even though we are a smaller, you know, college. So I think that's a huge piece of it. Um, you touched a little bit on the idea of, like, you know, certain people want to go to college for that, like, fun or you know party experience yeah. or whatever and that's that's not what stevens is really about um but the one thing that i'll say i really have always stressed about stevens is you know you're, you're gonna find the people that you definitely vibe with more whether it's you know through a club on campus or greek life or just who you happen to be in a dorm with but i think across the board one of the things that i've always loved about stevens is there's a lot of very like-minded people but also they come from very diverse backgrounds so it's very easy to connect with all sorts of new people that you'd yeah. never think you would meet, but that also bring in a lot of really interesting ideas and challenge you to think about different perspectives and stuff. And I think that, you know, also carries over into, you know, the mentality with school where everyone is like, you know, kind of focused on this idea that we're all at Stevens together. We're all focused on this common goal. We're all, you know, we got a little bit of that struggle going on with classes and, you know, getting your work done and everything else. But, um, because of that, you know, I think there's a big push to like get your, your work done, do what you need to do. And then, you know, have a good time with your friends. What, you know, whatever that means, whether it's, you know, extracurriculars, whether it's athletics, you know, whether it's just hanging out on a Saturday, um, you know, I, I kind of like that atmosphere and, and maybe that's, you know, partly me, like I've kind of realized yeah. over time, one of the things that I really enjoy is like taking things that I'm passionate about and like working towards a goal so i you know kind of enjoy that work that process of going through things um and i know certain people aren't all like that certain people just want to do the bare minimum for classes get you know the work done do what you need to do and then just enjoy your your free time your activities and that's that's totally okay but i think stevens kind of provides that environment whether you want to go more into that direction of you know putting in work for outside projects or just you know taking it easy outside of your your class commitments yeah. I feel like, because, like, the other thing that I've been thinking about is when we graduate from here, we all go into the world. Mm -hmm. We say we go. It's funny because we <laughs> say we go into the world, but we're already in it. You're in the world, yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do either of you feel like, one of the things I've been thinking about is how tight the bubble is at Stevens. And I feel like. One thing that a lot of people could, that I feel like the most successful people that I've seen at Stevens have done a lot outside of that bubble during that time there. Which is kind of crazy because we th we think about, I feel like we think about success at Stevens a lot. Sometimes the, a lot of successful people at Stevens, they, they're successful in the bubble. And they're really looked highly upon in the bubble. And then when you get out of the bubble, translating those skills isn't like it's a whole different ball game. But at the same time, it isn't. But I feel like some people think it is. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, I'll talk, like, based on my experiences with Greek life, um, you know, like you say, like, we're in this yeah. bubble of, of Stevens, and the way Stevens does everything is just so unique and so different. Um, when I find myself kind of going out for those job interviews or even talking to different family members or people yeah. not who are not affiliated with Stevens, um, trying to describe to them what being a president of a fraternity entails and, and kind of describing yeah. what life is inside this bubble yeah. um, is really different. And it, it's, you know, you don't really think about it every day, like how yeah. unique of an opportunity we have here. And sometimes it's really different, but a lot of times, like if you think about it, one of the one of the things that I've always said at Stevens is in order to get something done, and Ryan, you probably know this, in order to get something done, you just need to know the right person to put the right signature on the right paper. Yeah, that's that's part of right? it. Part that, of it yeah. That's yeah. a lot of the things. And then <laughs> sometimes it takes a little bit more convincing to get the person to put the signature on the piece of paper that you need in order to get the thing done. Yeah. Um But essentially you just need to know the right person to give you the right advice to get the right thing done. And I, I was thinking about it because, you know, lately reaching out to jobs or reaching out to uh, positions outside of the world and trying to build the connections, it's pretty much exactly the same. Like, earlier today, I, I'm thinking about applying to this one, like, dance company that uh, has, like, dance classes and they hire DJs to DJ for their dance classes. So I was thinking about putting an application there because I DJ. I've DJed both of the orientations for the last two years. I'm DJing Founders Day Ball coming up. Oh, I'm DJing, nice. Yeah, That's going to be I'm, fun. <laughs> I'm mad excited for that. That's awesome. Um, and I have a couple other... Uh, I'm also DJing a BSU event the week after and working on a couple other opportunities after that, hopefully. Awesome. Fingers crossed. Um, so I've, I've worked DJing around campus a lot, and I'm trying to take those skills outside of the bubble. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing, like, the bubble's exactly the same. Like, uh, how it works outside of the bubble is exactly the same. Because here, uh, if I want to DJ for, let's say, with Res Life, right? I literally just went to Curtis and I was like, yo, Curtis, uh, I'd like to DJ the dodgeball tournament you guys are having. Like, are, are is that, like, something that you'd be down for? And he's like, yeah, sure. Just send me an email at this time whenever we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um or if, like, I wanted the DJ orientation, I just needed to talk to the people that were organizing orientation and be like, hi, I'm interested in DJing. I've DJed here, here, here. Here's my experience. I'd love to talk to you about this and just talk to them about it. Right? So I'm looking at DJ Get This Company, and I was just looking through the list of people on the, the page of, like, the list of the people that work there. Mm-hmm. Just picked, like, three people, sent Instagram messages to them. One of them just hit me up, and it was like, Yeah! Just give me a call and we'll talk about like what the position entails. Right. So it's like, and then people talk about all the time on LinkedIn about how they reach out to people in the jobs that they want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just like have conversations with people. Right. And, um, well, I mean, that's, that's all it is, right? Like yeah. you have to, you know, some, I forget who I was talking to at one point. Um, but I, I had a friend who graduated a few years back that one of the things they told me coming from, a QF background and everything else is, especially you see it a lot in finance, but it, it's definitely applicable to anything else. Like, yeah. you know, as, as an engineer, there's a lot of like specific skills that you can check off the list and, you know, any sort of technical degree like that, there's definitely those boxes that you need to, to hit. But for the most part, you have to realize like, regardless of what you know, people can learn stuff. So the two biggest things are who you know how you get along with people and your ability to learn. So, yeah. um, and I feel like that a lot of that can get summed up in essentially your brand. Right. Right. Which is like a really big thing that I feel like we don't always frame it that way. Right. Where it's like yeah. a brand. Yeah. But like the people who are successful in the bubble, like they build the brand. Right. And it's like we all have our own brand. Um, yeah, absolutely. And like thinking about, what defines that especially for me like thinking about really being able to write what defines my brand for like myself is like somebody who's like all right so like what's the brand for you like tell me right now elevator pitch what is good about you like giving that like one to two sentences about yourself 
especially I feel like for a lot of people it's like really hard. And for me, for until I really started to think about it, it was also really hard. But I don't know. Well, I, I actually got asked a question about that <laughs> over work or at work over the summer. Um, I like reached out to a managing director like on one of the trading desks that I work with. Um, because I guess he knows Nicole Portner from the business school and everything, and um, you know Nicole had talked to me and she's like, oh, I saw you're working at Jeffrey's, like you should you should totally reach out to him, um, and and get coffee or whatever. So I I go and talk to this guy, and I like walk into his office. I'm like not ready for this, you know. I thought you know I just see like what he <laughs> what he does because I have no idea what he does for work. So yeah. you know I was just gonna ask him about it a little bit, like maybe he could show me some stuff or whatever. And he just asked me a question. He's like, what do you like? What, what what are you good at? And yeah. I'm I'm thinking about it, and it's like, all right, yeah, there's there's stuff that we like to think that we're good at or whatever, and then you know I'm listing like classes that I've taken that I feel like you know or stuff that I've learned from classes, yeah. skills that I think I have from that. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, skills become obsolete. Like the industry always changes. He's like, what are what are your like core kind of things that you're yeah. good at that you can do? He's like, yeah. <clears throat> gives an example. He's like, I love I love puzzles. It's like any sort of you know rubik's cube like just standard wooden like cut puzzle like any yeah. sort of puzzle he's like i love those and i'm really good at them and that's something that like doesn't change yeah. regardless of what it is so that idea of like figuring out what this generic thing is that's always applicable in situations yeah. is is kind of an unusual idea but i think it, it's very applicable because you know like like i said it you know skills change over time yeah man. what you know becomes obsolete because think about it like half of the skills that we learn to navigate stevens don't matter with the rest of the world right 100 percent. you know a lot of like right. what you learn in the classroom you oh, know absolutely. like we spend semesters taking all these different classes especially for engineering like uh electricity and magnetism stuff like that that you know i <laughs> You're never going to use that. Right. The what I, what I spent so long trying to be the master of for for whatever exam I was taking, mm-hmm. you know, that is not what's going to carry over. Yeah. What's going to carry over is the drive that I have, the, you know, ability to kind of sit down and really just focus on it and mm-hmm. yeah. and sit with it until you figure it out. Yeah. I think the the big things that you said there was like you said focus and then passion is like understanding that why you're doing something right to be able to drive yourself to actually do it and i I think there's another one where it's never mind my brain just went completely (laughs) blank as i said that um, i I was gonna say you know you kind of talked a little bit about how you know the that knowledge isn't necessarily applicable and the things you master aren't necessarily relevant and that reminded me, um, I don't know if you guys know uh, Mariana Fleming. She's one of my one of my close friends. She graduated uh, last spring. Um, and, and Mariana told me this at one point, like that last semester. And she's like, you know, the th- biggest thing I've realized from Stevens after, you know, working at a couple different internships and everything like that is Stevens as a whole doesn't teach you any sort of different knowledge that you would get at another engineering school. Maybe we have certain topics that are strong suits or whatever. She's like the biggest thing that I think we learn at Stevens and why Stevens students are so successful is the school forces you to learn how to teach yourself. And, you know, we can complain day in and day out about professors, like not teaching subjects well, or not being able to grasp material easily just from going to lecture or whatever it is, but that ability to like pick stuff up, is you know that's kind of what it applies to and she said you know she goes into work and her boss says hey you know how to code in java and you're like no but i've i've learned to code in python before so give me yeah. 24 hours and an internet connection with google <laughs> and i'll figure it out yeah. and like that's yeah and that's like attitude. That, i don't remember the third thing that i was thinking about it's the way of thinking like if you learn how to code in a language the most useful part isn't memorizing all of the terms in the language. It's understanding how coding works. Right. Um, Cause you can always just look up the library right. for language. And I think it goes back also to what you were saying earlier, Julian, with the, um, you know, being in this bubble and yeah. kind of what makes that unique and being able to rise to the top as like a, being at a small school and 
talking to the right people, getting the right, you know, signature on the right piece of paper at the right time. Um, it all goes hand in hand with that education aspect of teaching yourself. I think what makes this school so unique is it allows you to really become the best version of yourself by, yeah, you know, not just telling you what to do, but giving you the tools to do it yourself. Yeah. Right. I, like on that, like learning on yourself, I've, I was listening, I was actually reading an email from Andrew Frisella cause I'm like on his email list cause I used to listen to the MSGEO podcast for a while. Um, and one of the things that he was talking about in the email was like how one of the biggest things that successful people do in his like in his philosophy is they understand that every single one of their hardships and their struggles is just a lesson. Right. Yeah. Right. And I especially thinking to back to what Ryan was and Mariano was saying about how Stevens teaches you to think on your own because it's so hard here. Or because it's so hard for us to understand the the professor, like we learn, it's a skill that we learn through the hardship. Like you don't learn anything from something that's super easy. Right. Exactly. I wanted to touch on something too that you kind of brought up before, and like, you know, you you mentioned a little bit that like the bubble here is really kind of yeah. like the bubble outside of Stevens too. Um, but like, I think a interesting thing right is you can be very successful within a framework and i think that translates regardless of what the framework is there are certain people that are very process oriented and when you have that framework there know exactly what they need to do in order to be successful and will succeed regardless of you know what that framework is that they're placed in so you could you could have stevens you could have a specific company that you're working at whatever it might be yeah but I think there's also this idea of general success that extends outside of framework. So you look at, you know, pe people that we generally consider extremely successful in life through various ways, whether it's, you know, in, in business, in politics, in, you know, any sort of thing. You do get people that will kind of like, for example, climb the ranks of a corporate ladder. You know, you get out of college, you go work for a company, and maybe you'll switch companies once or twice, and that's that's definitely a lot more common now to switch jobs. But generally, you'll stay in the same field, you'll stay in similar positions, you might just change companies because there's no next step for you at that point in time, yeah. and there is elsewhere. But there's like a very kind of defined ladder that you go through of like, all right, here's the next thing that I do, and yeah. here's what I need to do to get there. So you yeah. might put the work in and perform better than other people around you but you're still following this kind of roadmap that maybe has a couple splits here and there yeah. but you know exactly what that roadmap is where if you tend to look at other people that are almost like hyper successful you know people talk about this idea of them breaking rules i wouldn't necessarily even say that they're you know breaking rules because you know i i think it's more of just being able to succeed without rules you look at you know people who have like yeah founded successful companies like you know mark zuckerberg or, or jeff bezos and that's like and that's what it, I, exactly i that. agree with you where it's like i feel like the most successful people understand that at the end of the day rules don't really matter right nothing really matters that much yeah it only matters as much as you think it matters and as much as the person you need to do something thinks it matters exactly um and if you can get them to change their mind about how much something matters, then it doesn't, that it, it also doesn't matter, mm -hmm. which is like a crazy concept because all of a sudden it kind of blows up the amount of possibilities that are available to like anybody, right? right? And I think the biggest thing you're talking about people that are successful being able to be successful in different frameworks, I think the biggest thing is understanding that or the people that understand that all the frameworks all the same, then like once you learn how to skip rungs in one, you know how to essentially skip rungs in all the other ones. Right. But then it also comes down to that idea of people who are hyper successful understand maybe how to, to skip those rungs or to, yeah. to climb a ladder, but more so understand that the ladders only exist because we create them yeah. and decide to stay within them or shift between them yeah. as opposed to 
taking you know an entirely unspecified path it's like that concept of a was it t-shaped leadership or learning where it's like once you get really really great at one thing it becomes exponentially easier for you to get really great at other things okay because you kind of yeah yeah because once you get to the top it's like once you get to the top of mountain you can see the other tops of the mountains and you're like oh that's what that looks like that's what that looks like that's what that looks like and if this mountain was like this then it should be like i would just have to do that on that mountain that and that mountain right like the the skills we were talking about earlier that are transferable to anything you do yeah hard work focus drive yeah and it's almost like there's bridges in between all the tops of the mountains you just got to climb one Mm -hmm. yeah which is like wild i think another important part of it is how we define success too so like I'm yeah. I'm curious. I feel like I have a a very kind of set idea of what I think it is, but I'm curious what you guys think success is. Like how would you personally define success in your mind? Dan, um just be happy. Just like right. you know I I never was the kind of person. Yes, I have like ambitions and I have goals, but I was never even when people like, you know, during these different leadership continuums ask you to kind of sit down and define what success means to you, uh, I can never put it into words. And I think that's just because it's it's always it's always changing. It's always flowing for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't just decide what's going to make me successful in life. You know, it's just it's a matter of being happy every day. Right. Always just, um, you know finding the positives in everything you do. And more than that, spreading that to other people as well. Um, making sure you're also putting like a smile on everyone else's face mm-hmm. and you're not just yeah. climbing that mountain by yourself that yeah. you're, you know. That's definitely a big one. Right. With right. the people that matter. For me, it's like your life is a story. Mm-hmm. So essentially, every day that you're living your life, you're writing another page of your book. And you have, for me, it's like, if you really want to write a good story, every single page has meaning. And if you want to get to the desired end of your story, every single page needs to put you in the direction of where you want to be at the end of your story. Right. So... Kind of for me, especially right now, success is just making sure that I get up every day and that at the end of the day, the page that I wrote gets me closer to where I want to be at the end of that story. Right. Do you think that that end of the story is already written? Right. Do you think that when I'm writing a book and I'm writing this story that I know where these characters are going to end up, where their journey is eventually going to lead them? Or do you think it kind of that end changes every day with a new page. I think it depends on the author. Because think think back when to, did y'all both go to school in New Jersey? Yeah. Oakland. Oh, okay. I, I did. <laughs> did you have standardized tests there? Yeah. yeah. Did you have to write like stories for the standardized test papers on like the picture? Yes. And stuff yeah. like that? All right. So think back when you used to have to write these little short stories, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like some people see the see the mm-hmm. see the picture, mm-hmm. right, and they make this concrete picture the end of their story. So they start at some place and they just like I just need to get to here. Okay. I think some people take a concrete picture and make that the beginning, which is really easy because right now it exists. Our current moment is our current moment, right? So they go here, and it's like, all right, well, I'm in the middle of the woods. I just, or I'm on this path. I just need to take another step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it depends on the author whether your destiny is determined or not. Mm-hmm. Feel that I feel like the only people, personally, I believe the only people that truly control your destiny is yourself. Like, you decide what you want to do, period. Um, and if you know where you, you are aiming towards, it's like, all right, I know I want to go to that city. 
So that is northwest from here. So I'm just going to go in the northwest direction. And whether I walk, run, ride a horse, or drive a car is up to me. Like, how fast I get there is also up to me. Mm-hmm. Which direction I walk is up to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but you're you're still heading in the same direction. Yeah. So, like, for me, I feel like I've... I, I finally picked the end destination of where I want to be. Yeah. And I just need to walk in that direction at any cost. That's fair. Well, I think that comes down to the person, right? Yeah. You know, I think. And that's, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on that one. I'd say having that foresight, especially now, you know, is something to you know really appreciate because i I think there's so many people that are graduating college that have no idea what they want to do they're just like yeah "Yeah, you know this college seemed cool when i was a senior in high school so let me go have a good time and then i'll see where i go and then they don't know what they want to do which is absolutely okay so having that vision of like this is where i want to end up even if it's not the end but checkpoints that you want to hit i think is is great and i think that some of those people for them it's more of more of a process of elimination than it is like knowing what you want to do it's like all right well i can't go that way because i came from there i don't want to go that way so i'll just go that way and then if i don't like it i'll just go that way you turn again (laughs) yeah i'll just turn again i'll just hang a left at the fork and then if i don't like it maybe i'll backtrack a little bit hang a right at the fork yeah you gotta try stuff to know you don't like it well and so i i guess the way i like to define success is kind of uh, a combination of the two ways that you guys mentioned, right? So Dan, yeah. I feel like you tend to look at stuff a lot more on a, a day-to-day basis. And Julian, it sounds like you're looking more at this, you know, idea that you want to reach yeah. in the future. Um, but I, I like what, what Dan kind of said of just like, be happy. Cause I think, yeah. you know, that's the biggest, that's the right. biggest point of it. Even I think if you're should, writing a story, yeah. it's like, you want to write a story that you're happy with. Right. Yeah. Right. Like one of the, one of the most influential stories I read was at the beginning of the story, beginning of this book, written by the guy who wrote uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. Which is a great book, phenomenal book. But he Explicit wrote a- read <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but he, um, he wrote another one, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but it has a blue cover. And one of the stories that he tells is about this person who was like a secret agent and like, uh, he did all of these crazy, ridiculous things that nobody thought was possible. And one of them was like he broke into Auschwitz to get information and then broke out wow. of Auschwitz. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, at the end of his life, like he got captured and they were essentially putting him on a fake trial to give him the death sentence. He knew this. Uh, so he's in court and they ask him what his last, like, if he wanted to sh- say anything. And he, his, basically his last words are, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact last words. I lived every single day so that when I reached today, I wouldn't regret any of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And for me, I kind of switched that up a little bit where I, I, I feel like I decided towards the end of last semester i was like i'm not going to do anything that's gonna that i'm going to regret yeah right i every day i'm just going to do exactly what i want to do when i want to do it so i don't have any like oh i wish i would have done this Mm. right i like that idea i uh i listen to a lot of um and read a lot of uh gary vaynerchuk's stuff hey yeah i I know i know you're a fan too julian but my I was <laughs> one of my favorite videos that I actually saw from him was the one that he posted. I think it was today or yesterday okay. about people's relationships with time. Yeah. Have you seen that one yet? I haven't watched that one yet, but the the one idea I do like that he brings up a lot is, you know, if you want some perspective on things, go to a, you know, go to an assisted living facility. Yeah. With people who kind of have recognized like there's certain stuff that they are physically unable to do at this point in time that they wish they had done 
And the biggest things that those people are upset about is regrets that they have of wishing that they had tried something and failed rather than being in the position they are yeah. now where they know they are physically unable to try. And the biggest reason why most of us, including myself, haven't done the things that we wanted to do is just fear yeah. of being judged, of being different, of looking dumb, of thinking it won't work out, thinking we might be broke. And it's just like, at the end of the day, none of it matters. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it doesn't matter if somebody thinks we're stupid because for everything that we do that somebody will think is stupid, there's someone else that's going to think it's imp- inspirational. Right. If you think about it. Well, that's, that's why you can't live, you know, according to anyone else's yeah. vision of, you know, success or what you should be doing with your life. Because, yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're not you. You have to live with your decisions. And I think, I, for me, one of the most beautiful things that I feel like I've realized lately is that none of us are special. Like, any thought that you have, anything that you love... There's somebody else out there that likes, thinks, and loves the same things. Mm-hmm. For everything that you, for every weird thing, weird food that you don't like. Like, I don't like chocolate. So many people love chocolate. But there's other people that don't like chocolate. But yeah. if you only hang around people that like chocolate, <laughs> you're going to think that you're different. But in the grand scheme of things, no one's unique. Like, there's so many people out there that just don't yeah, like chocolate. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there's so many reasons for people to be scared of things, but there's just as many reasons for you to do exactly what you want to do whenever you want to do it. As long as it doesn't encroach on somebody else's human rights, that's that's a big no-no. <laughs> yeah, man. For me, that's a really big one. When I was talking to somebody else the other day, it's like, if if you want to sing and dance in the middle of ShopRite because you're playing your jam over the speakers, like, <laughs> there's no reason why you shouldn't do it. Like, yeah. is it illegal? No. no, no. <laughs> you gonna get thrown out of ShopRite? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's Depends, possible yeah. unless you're like destroying stuff. No, right. <laughs> but if you're just like, if you're just dancing down the halls like some Ferris oh, Bueller takeout. <laughs> Like, yeah. somebody's going to walk past you and think that's awesome. <laughs> if you think about it. There's somebody that's going to walk past and like, you know, man, I wish I had the courage to just dance in the middle of shop right like that. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I think that comes down to, like, this idea of happiness is a choice as well. Yeah. You, you can choose to be happy regardless of the situation. Happiness is just a reaction to your current situation. Yeah. And it's like... And some people kind of, there there are some people that kind of get upset about that because they'll say, oh, but what about people who are depressed? Like, is that a choice for them? And I was, for me, being somebody that's struggled with depression and things like that, mm-hmm. for me, it was that I felt like, at least when I was going through it, I don't, I can't say how anybody else feels mm-hmm. going through it, but when I was going through it, I felt like I didn't have a choice. Right, And as soon as I realized that I felt like my biggest breakthrough was that I had a choice in everything. Right. And that all of these walls that I had built up around me just didn't matter. Right. Well, I think that's a piece of it. And I think, I think depression and, and all of that is a unique case. Yeah. It's a, I, I like to think about it more so that maybe you don't have a choice in that situation at that yeah. time, and that's something that you're dealing with, but more so people shouldn't choose to be unhappy because I think yeah. most of the time that people are unhappy about something or their situation or whatever it is, yeah. they're choosing to react that way. And I hate that there's this you know, general understanding that if you choose to be happy, it means you're content and therefore somewhat complacent with your situation. But I don't think that's necessarily it. I think you could also take the other side and say, wow, you're so appreciative of where you're at 
that if anything, it pushes you to continue moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get really nerdy for a second. I feel like it's the difference between plateauing and then just being at a point and having like the derivative of your slope actually being high. That's fair. Right. Yeah. So it's like I feel like some people just look at the point that someone's at because it's when you're in instances time all you can see is the instance of time are you can see for example i was at the gym today and this was going through my head of like when you go to the gym and you see somebody like that just started going to the gym and they're they look like spongebob doing dumb like dumbbell curls with like five pounds right Mm -hmm. what kind of goes through a lot of people's heads is like this person doesn't know what they're doing. Like, they don't belong here or whatever. I was like, oh, they're never going to do whatever. But you only see that one moment in time. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, th- that could have been the first day they got in the gym, and they could go to the gym every single day for the next three years and be a bodybuilder by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hear sometimes, like, you know, someone, it could be their first day in the gym or whatever, uh, and they're taking up one of the benches. And yeah. people getting upset by that. People yeah, getting like, like, oh, come on. Like, he can't have the bench for that long and, you know, only be putting up that much weight. Whereas, like, yeah, people feel entitled because they're at a yeah at a higher yeah, point. Exactly. I feel like the biggest thing is, like, you, you can be lifting the least amount of weight in the room and still be the hardest worker in the room. Yeah. Exactly. Well, because everyone has to start at a point. Like, yeah. I, I'll say it, too. Like, when I started going to the gym, I was putting up horrendous weight like it was not yeah anything to be proud of but i was consistently going and working towards stuff and making progress and at the end of the day that's all you can ask for i'm never one to judge somebody in the gym for you know not doing as much as someone else or whatever it is you know i think i think it's more apt to call people out on like taking up machines or something else and and not allowing other people to use them even if that person's you know the biggest person in the room doesn't matter yeah you know everyone else is entitled to that equipment yeah as long as you're you know using it properly and allowing everyone a shot at it yeah because i feel like for me if you look at the most successful people right right let's take drake as a case study right drake is one of those people where he's always climbing up at any point in time he's always doing more to get better learn more about music or working with more people right right he's oh he's been on an upward climb since he came up when we were kids yeah mm-hmm. working with Lil wayne like and if you look at all of the people that have been doing this especially a lot of the the crazy ridiculously successful people like prince has been working like he made music from when he was 18 or 19, 19 was when he got, like, a manager and signed. Mm-hmm. And he just never stopped making music or mm-hmm. growing in music for the, the entirety of their of his life. Yeah. Right. It's very easy for people, you know, like you were, you were giving that mountain analogy yeah. earlier where you get at the top of the mountain and you can see all the other summits and, yeah. you know, it's one mindset is, oh, now I know what it's like to get up there. Yeah. And the other is, growing complacent with that yeah. like okay i've been to the top of this mountain yep. going to the top of that one's just gonna be the same experience like, like i'm fine at the top of this one like jay cole said this something a while back i remember seeing a quote from him and he said something along the lines of a lot of people in the music game like their goal is just they play the game and then they're happy like their goal is just to play the game like they they get a record deal they go on a tour and then they don't know what to do because that was their goal Right, mm-hmm. and then it was like, for me, it was different. It wasn't mm-hmm. to play the game; it was to be the best in the game. Right. So but even when I got to that level, I still had all of this growing to do. Like I could never stop growing because all my goal was always just to be better than the day before. But it also comes down to what you said before with yeah. the idea of failure and like being okay with that, and you're gonna like stumble along the way. So yeah. maybe. You you know you put out a crappy album, yeah. That's gonna happen. Like, yeah. People have music that they release, and everyone says, Bro, "Wow, I'm your, telling your you, last this, album was better." This first EP that I'm gonna release at the end of the year is probably going to be not that great. <laughs> hey. I'm calling it right now. Like I'm accepting <laughs> that it is not going to be 
a super like groundbreaking album. Right. But I know eventually I'm going to get to the point where I'm releasing this groundbreaking album. This is just the first thing that I'm putting out. But also you're objectively as a creator getting better. Yeah. So even if this is an amazing EP and the next one's bad. Yeah. It doesn't matter because you learn something from it. Yeah. And yeah. overall that then enables you to create yeah. better music on the next one. Like not every song that Michael Jackson made was a hit. Right. But then he made Billy Jean and it was like the biggest hit of all time. Right. right. It's like you can lose a hundred times and it won't matter at all if you win once. Well and I don't even think winning is the thing. It's it's that process along the way yeah. and being happy with it. Where, you know, yeah, you could you you never know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Like you could be walking down the street and get yeah. hit by a bus, which sucks <laughs> to know that that's always a possibility. But at the same time, you can also have this process in you know in your mind of all right, maybe I won't ever hit that yeah peak point that i think i'm shooting towards or i'll hit what i think is that peak and then realize that there's something past it but it doesn't matter as yeah. long as you're moving forward and growing like, taking something out of it that thing like about tomorrow i could get hit by a bus like it kind of sucks but at the same time it's so freeing it's liberating yeah like it's terrifying for me <laughs> <laughs> for me it was terrifying for a long time then i kind of switched my mentality about it and it's like all right well if i got hit buy a bus tomorrow nothing i'd like it doesn't matter what i do today and you're okay with except that? for me like i'm the one that decides whether what i did today matters or not mm-hmm. so why should i let anybody else decide what i do today i yeah. decide what i do today and i decide that i want to go in this direction and i decide that i want to sing and dance in the middle of shop right if i want to like it's my decision. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I think, the biggest thing that if I can, if I could wish for anybody to get anything is to have that, to really believe that mm-hmm. how they spend every second of their life is just their decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, living, living your life according to other people is a bad idea. But I also think it's, you know, you have this parody, right, of friends, family, like people that you're close with kind of make life worth living. You know, it makes things more interesting, being able to share experiences yeah. with people and that then you care about. For me, I agree. But at the same time, it's like you decide who's around you. Right, exactly. Yeah. So if, if those people around you don't support the fact that you're doing stuff for yourself because you want to and because you know that that'll create yeah. the best you know, kind of pathway for you, then that just means you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think there's also a balance to it, right? Like it can't just be, uh, everything I do is like, you know, what I want to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like all that matters for me because a lot of how we like start learning what that, what is important to us is from, that push we get from from our parents, from our friends, from our family, yeah. right, who set us on that path. Like, Absolutely. I'll say from my own experiences, like, you know, my parents, brother, my whole family, like, put you on that, on that path towards, you know, being the best version of yourself. Like, if it wasn't for them, you know, guiding me and pushing me to go, you know, to engineering school, pushing me to get involved, be, you know balanced with athletics with school extracurriculars everything mm-hmm. then my impulse is going to be to just you know have fun and, and seek out those like just just waste time playing video games or or waste time like I, hanging out and and it's because of those experiences that taught me what i want to do right like it, it's a weird it's a weird balance between the two where it's like i somewhat agree because that like what you're talking about that's what you want to do like you wanted like if you think the only time i feel like the biggest thing is when you're a kid and like your your parents are kind of really directing you kind of like you want to walk this way and they're just like nope 
go this way. They mm -hmm. kind of just turn your shoulders and have you walk right. in a different direction. Right. Like, once you get past that point and you're in, like, middle school, high school, yeah, I feel like what your parents are really... I feel like what a lot of parents, a lot of good parents do mm -hmm. to be really good parents is they just show you how to move forward with what you want to do. Yeah. Right? So it's... Mm -hmm. For how me, do you, how do you know what you want to do until you actually go out and try? See, it? like when you're in middle school and high school, it's just you do things, right? Right. And then if you find something that you really like to do, you just keep doing it. But what if you don't? What if my mindset is, I want to do what makes me happy in the moment, and what makes me happy in the moment is playing this video game. So I'm just gonna keep doing that, and I'm not gonna go try out for the baseball team. I'm not gonna go see what this path lies because i'm happy doing this and that's an understanding thing that's learning mm -hmm. where it's like one and a lot of what i feel like a lot of good parents do is they teach you is like look if you play video games this is immediate happiness right if you go try out for the baseball team that is achievement like you yeah. you you, Even you, if you put don't in like work it. And yeah right. you put in work and then you you can get something out of it right and it's you're learning and i think the 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 drive to learn is kind of the biggest thing exactly it's yeah. it's you know that i think if anything healthy parenting like that is just pushing you to try new stuff that you know you may not have thought to try otherwise even if it doesn't sound appealing to you and then also pushing you to work hard at what you deem important right mm -hmm. and and part of it especially when you're younger is is shaping that because as a kid it's very easy to say i don't you know i don't care about school that's not what i want to do but school's a temporary thing and it's really just a means to an end of you know you don't go to school for the rest of your life i'd, I'd say the only case where that might be at somewhat the same there time is, is if you're doing research as a professor or something but i think it's more the idea of your parents push you to try those new experiences, do things that are uncomfortable yeah. that you may not necessarily want mm -hmm. to do initially because it forces you to be in that mindset of do things that I don't think I'll like and maybe I'll, I'll end up changing my mind as opposed to this idea of, you know, I think a lot of people also get to, you know, be our age example and say you have parents that really want you to go to law school and mm -hmm. they say, you know, something along the lines of like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cover your undergrad degree, but only if you go to law school or something like that. There's, there's a bargaining system there of what mm -hmm. they want, but that person knows deep within themselves, I won't be a successful lawyer because that's something that doesn't interest me. And yeah. I found this other career path that I know will be fulfilling. And that I think is where we're pushing right. the other side of it. And I think it's being parent is so hard and I can't imagine how anybody does it because we just dedicate can we name this episode thanks mom and dad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure because like honestly it's so hard finding that balance between turning the shoulders and knowing when to let them just run forward yeah mm. um and this is something i've had a couple of conversations with my mom about um about there's been times when she's felt like she's told me like i wish i didn't let you do that or i wish i'd told you to do this or this or this and um, I wish I didn't, like, I wish I pushed you harder and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's times where she'll be like, I wish I didn't tell you that. Or, like, I wish I didn't, <laughs> like, I wish you weren't pushed in this way. Um, I wish I let you be more free, make more decisions at this moment in your life, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that balance is ridiculously hard because if you look at, the most successful, if you look at, for example, some of the people who have just done the things that they've wanted to do their entire life, they just mm -hmm. found it early and they just kept doing it. Like, my biggest thing is school does not matter. None of school matters. Elementary school doesn't matter. Middle school doesn't matter. High school doesn't matter. None of it matters. You could go to none of it and be more successful than somebody who went through all of it. Yep. As long as you learn life skills how to talk to people and you're doing exactly what and you're doing something that you love yeah because 
all, all really that people do in middle school, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school is learn how to be in a society. Because if you think about it, you start in elementary school in a little class. Then next year it gets a little bigger because you go to middle school. And middle school, maybe there's 300 people instead of the 50 that were in your elementary school. And then you go to high school where it's maybe a couple more hundred people. And then you go to college, which is a couple thousand people. And then they just toss you into the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and maybe you kind of scale in the way of like, all right, the town and then the city and then the country and then the world. Some people never get as big as the world. Right, right. Um, but it's like the biggest thing is like you just un- need to understand how to function, to, to, function <laughs> to work with people and then to learn the ways of things. Like you can learn two plus two equals four not in school. Mm-hmm. Right. And the like you can get all of these life experiences that you get in school from other places. It's just school is a great way to do it. Yeah. Right. And then but like the subject matter that you study in school doesn't matter. Oh absolutely. It's like what were we talking about? The skills and the <laughs> it's literally that. Like the skills you learn in school don't matter. They don't. It's the actual relationships and the 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 politi- navigating politics in school and yeah. like finding yeah. people that you resonate with. Like that part of middle school and high school is like the part that actually gives us experiences. Right. And the things that change our thinking. Like for example, I think physics is one of like all of the sciences are great and I think like everybody should take like a basics of each of them because of the fact that each one is like a different way of thinking. If you look at chem, it's like kind of equations, and if you look at physics, it's how things move in the world. Right, right. Which is like, it's just the ways of thinking and different kinds of thinking that you learn. In yeah. School. And definitely, an elementary understanding of like all these different concepts is is so important. Yeah. To just just functioning, just yeah. just being in the world and right, right, and yeah. finding your purpose in it, yeah. finding what you want to do and how to impact others um what's that quote from elon musk it's like don't mistake education with knowledge mm. it's like i didn't go to harvard but the people who work for me did right well right. There, there's another great quote that i love from mark twain yeah. that that says uh i never let my schooling get in the way of my education mm. yeah that's yeah that's Which, good exactly the you know, same kind of thing and i feel like Sometimes we get lost in the schooling, mm-hmm. right? And we don't let ourselves focus on the education. Right. right. I think you do a great job of getting, uh, at least the people on this podcast, like the yeah. people who've, you know, been out on campus and, yeah, finding ways of learning and teaching themselves outside of the classroom. Yeah, that that was one of my biggest things. Is when I started it. Um, honestly, I was thinking about it before. I honestly feel like part of the reason why, looking back why I started it was yes for other people and people that asked us questions, but also for myself. Cause at that point I, that whole, I didn't, I didn't get the whole education bit. I got lost in the schooling and just um, the schooling and just climbing up the ladder right. that I forgot to think about where the ladder was going mm-hmm. or like if I was even climbing up the right ladder or like, why I was climbing up the ladder or any of these things that we've been talking about for the last hour, I feel like I just, I had, I just kind of dug myself into a hole that I didn't realize I was digging. Yeah. There's, um, there's some research that I was reading at one point and I, I don't know the exact specifics on it, but somebody went through and like looked at, I want to say all of the like fortune 500 CEOs or something along yeah. those lines and determine that like their average gpa in college was somewhere in the mid twos <laughs> like yeah. that's not bad but it's you know it's also not what you think of when you think a, a good gpa yeah and the fact that these people are are running companies doesn't mean that they're stupid like yeah they are where they are for a reason they just didn't give a shit about school 
or they just weren't necessarily good at it, which yeah, is yeah. so basically wrong with that. Possible. Don't stay in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing no, is like no, understand <laughs> if you if you're gonna stay in school, understand why you're in school. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I feel like I didn't pay attention in school for a lot of it. I didn't. I've always said I don't care about school i don't care about the letter on the piece of paper which i believe to this day but i don't think i understood why i believe that right um and there were a lot of things that i just looked at as school and i didn't let myself like actually get educated for example piano class Mm -hmm. sophomore year taking piano one and two i barely practiced and i just i i did not do good in the class Mostly because I didn't practice. And now looking back, it's like I practice piano more now when I don't have a class because I want to actually yeah. learn yeah. piano and I see the benefit in it and like I enjoy doing it and I'm doing it in a way that like I enjoy mm-hmm. like I, I do it while I'm singing and I sing along while I play the piano or I just play keys and learning theory on a piano. Like that's how I learned theory was learning how to navigate a keyboard. Right. And all of a sudden, it's something that I want to learn, and I wish I had learned then. I just didn't, I just wasn't looking at the big picture then. I wasn't looking at why I was learning the things. I was just looking, I I was like the kid that didn't understand and didn't have like the education of why he was doing the things. Mm-hmm. And th- I was missing that kind of piece for a couple years and I kind of treated a lot of the classes like that. And I kind of regret it now, but at the same time it's like some of the knowledge still kind of sank in. I'm just like relearning a lot of it. But yeah. That's the talk. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um well it has been a minute. So do you want to do want to start wrapping up? Yeah, we can wrap up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I guess we'll sign off now and uh thank you for tuning in for this long and you know, we hope to see you on the next episode. It's always fun. Uh, you can follow me at jremyhdz on Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Do y'all want to shout out? Yeah, we can, we can plug. Oh, wow, yeah. Plug yourself. Uh, like, I, I don't Twitter, but you can hit me up on Instagram at Big Roasty Toasty. Big oh, Roasty Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> you got to change that. I Honestly, I... Nah, man, keep well, it now you now, you, now it's, thinks, now it's yeah. on the air, so now... It's funny. It's everyone thinks it's a Finsta at first. Because <laughs> I don't think anyone actually knows whether or not it's serious. I don't know sometimes either, but wow. yeah, it keeps man. it fun. Can't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, mine's at Dan Raleigh. Uh, Dan <laughs> underscore Raleigh. Very. We're straight to the point. There you go. R A L E I G H. Yes. Yeah. Like North Carolina. And mine's J R E M Y H D Z. So, uh, yeah, follow us, connect with us. Like, we're all around campus. So, if you see us, come say hi. Yeah. We love Thank to you have guys conversations for listening. With people. Yep. Thanks yeah. for having us, Julian. Yeah, yeah really. Of course, man. I just want to have conversations with good people. That's all I want. This is do. awesome. We love that. All right. Well, with that, peace, y'all. See you next week. <laughs>